sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Welcome to a special bumper edition of The Scoop. WBBL is coming up super quickly. There's been so much player movement and it's shaping up to be a really exciting, unique season. We're so excited, in fact, that we've decided to have a special bumper preview episode. We've got Kristen Beams back with us once again to go through each of the clubs and to let us know how they're all placed heading into the season, which kicks off on October 25. We are once again joined by our resident expert, Kristen Beams, who is going to help us with a bit of a deep dive into each of the clubs and chat about strengths, weaknesses, key players and how they're positioned for the season ahead. Does that sound good to you, Beamsy? Love it. Nothing better than talking WBBL. Awesome. Let's jump in then. So we'll start off with the defending champions, Brisbane Heat. They've had some big names to part with Beth Mooney and Sammy Jo Johnson. Where do you see them as being at with their list? Yeah, I think Beth Mooney is a massive loss um, for them. And I think the, the other part to it is also the retirement of Kirby Short. I think when I think about the Brisbane Heat, I think about how well they were led as a group over a, a long period of time. So they're going to have a new skipper in place in, in Jess Jonathan, but also the loss of Mooney with that stability in their top order. So I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure on someone like a Maddie Green um, to come in and do a really important job, as well as the amazing Grace Harris, well, both the Harris sisters, to be honest, are probably going to have to step up and take a bit more of a lead role in that batting lineup. And what do you see as their strengths and weaknesses? Well, I think their their power play and their death bowling. I think Jess Jonathan and DK are outstanding talents at the front end and at the back end. And I think that goes a long way to winning games of T20 cricket. If you can win the power play and, and win those last sort of five overs, um, but it's going to be all about runs, 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 I think. So, you know, can they make some big totals? I think with the hitting power of Grace Harris, I think they can. Um, the big question is probably about how consistent they can be over this WBBL because when we talk about Beth Mooney, we not only talk about runs, but we talk about consistency of runs, which she's done very well. And if you had to pick one player who you think will be the key player for them this season, who would you say it is? Oh, that is such a hard question. I think it's still Lisa Kimmins. I'd like to see her play a little bit more of a lead role from a batting point of view as well. Um, you know, she's a player who has actually opened the batting um, before as well. So I think her being a really genuine all-rounder for them and just giving them that calm and stability. She's a great competitor. I love her wicket celebrations. I love her. She's one of those great people that you love playing cricket with and I feel like she's going to be the glue for the Brisbane Heat this year. And what about anyone at the Brisbane Heat who might not be making headlines but someone that fans should watch out for, maybe Young Gun or someone who sort of slips under the radar a little bit? I think Georgia Vol. Um, I saw a little bit of her at the Under-18 Championships and she, she gets a contract for the first time and she whacks it. And she, um, I think she's a great young talent. I think she's already making runs in grade cricket in Brisbane. So she comes in off the back of some form and I, I'd really like to see them play her because I think she... She's a little bit, she can come in and just play a role right from the word go. I think to me, it seems like she doesn't play with a lot of fear. And if the Heat are to get this three-peat, what will be the key to success for them? I think it's going to be all-round performance. I think they're not going to necessarily be able to rely on a couple of players to carry them through. And 
you know, we, I think it's going to be a consistent performance across the board and people playing their roles. Um, and I think the skipper to have a really big year, I think Jess Jonathan's going to have to play such a key role to them, not, not only from a leadership point of view, but also a performance point of view. Nice. So we'll move on to the strikers. So last year's runners up, Sophie Devine is obviously a pretty massive loss for them. How do you think their squad is placed coming into this season? Yeah, it's it's a massive loss. I think Sophie Devine's probably the best T20 player in the world right now. So whenever you talk about losing someone like that, it's all, it's always going to be a tough ask. But they still have Susie Bates and she's been so consistent over a long period of time and she's, she's really going to have to bear the load a lot, I think, from a striker's point of view. Stefani Taylor as well. And they've got some really good young batters in McGrath and Patterson. So it's going to be that they're some players are going to need to stand up and play more of a, a leadership role. And from a bowling point of view, they've got great options. Megan Shute, um, probably the best bowler in the competition, I think, um, with her change-ups and her ability to bowl in all three phases and the spin of Wellington. So I think they've got a, a fairly balanced team. It's probably just going to be how big a loss is Sophie Devine. And what would you say their, their biggest areas of strength or, or potential weaknesses would be? I think it's going to be the depth in um, their batting lineup because they didn't actually have to use their whole batting lineup too much last year. She was so, so good, Sophie Devine. So they've got players like Patterson, McGrath, Katie Mack in the middle, and it's going to be about those players being really successful in that middle order and probably having to contribute more runs than what they did last year, which some would say that's a bit of pressure. I think it's actually a great opportunity for some players who've probably been around a great player and now they're actually going to be playing a lead role. So I think from that point of view, I'd say they were quite well placed. If you had to pick one strikers player that's going to be their match winner throughout this season, who do you think it's going to be? I think it has to be Susie Bates. Um, I think she probably would have wished to have made more runs throughout the series against Australia. But I think that, that you cannot buy experience off the shelf. And I think she's going to be really important to being that calming influence on field but the ability to bat ball and she's also an outstanding fielder, I think they're going to feed a lot off her. So it's Susie Bates for me. And we see the strikers have got some exciting young talent. They've got a couple of new players coming in. Who do you think the fans should look out for that might bring something new this season? Oh, Darcy Brown. She bowls quick. Um, She's been around a little bit, uh, you know, but I think she's still sort of coming into her own and probably still growing because um, she's only a baby. But I think for to have another really good pace option coming through from a, a striker's point of view is really exciting. And if they can get her into that lineup in and around bowlers like Shoot and Wellington, I think it's just going to set her up for success. Darcy Brown, remember the name. And what do you think it's going to take for the strikers to go one step further this year? They need, they need some more people to stand up and, and fill the void, um, you know, and make sure that they're not reliant um, on one player so I think someone's still going to have to have an outstanding year and I hope that it's Susie Bates and she can step up into that role but they're going to have to try and cover what they've lost. Yeah it's definitely a big call having to replace your leading run scorer and leading wicket taker it's not the ideal position. Um, Moving on to the Hurricanes they're a team we've seen had a a lot of change this year done gone on a bit of a recruiting spree Priest and Stalenberg are coming in. How do you see their list shaping up? Yeah, I think they've definitely improved their list. Um, I think the addition of Priest and Stalenberg at the, the top of the lineup, I think they've been searching for an opening combination that can be successful over a tournament. And I think they'll, they'll find that in Priest and, and Stalenberg. 
I think also the experience of priests in and around their group from, you know, having international experience of being, you know, such a, a stalwart from a WBBL point of view as well, I think goes a, goes a long, long way. So I think the key for them is still going to be around their bowling. Carey and, and Bakariwa are going to play a really important role. The loss of Taylor Vlamenic is massive. Um, so trying to find combinations to, to fill that void is, is probably going to be a challenge. What do you think the Canes do really well and what do you view as their potential areas for improvement? I think they're really good up top in, in the power play led by Vakariwa. I think that's that's been a real key for them and we know that winning the power play goes a long way so it's finding some bowlers to go with her um, in, that, uh, in that point of view and it's all about firepower. I think Chloe Tryon was outstanding for them last year and all of a sudden you add in Priest and Stallenberg, their firepower is much better than it was previously so their ability to break games open, um, I think is going to be really important. I think they were probably disappointed not to be able to chase down some smaller totals last year. I think that the addition of the players that they've got coming in is going to get them much closer to that. And where do you see Chloe fitting into that batting lineup? I know there was a bit of talk last year that perhaps she might have come in too late on some occasions. Yeah, it's such a hard one, isn't it? When I, I remember hearing about that and, you know, should she come in earlier or later? And it's, it's really challenging, I think, with the with the batting lineup they had last year as to what the right place is. I think with Priest and Stallenberg, it actually probably allows her to come in in that five and six spot, um, which I think is a is a really good position for her. It allows for if you lose some quick wickets in the power play, you've still got some stability in there with with Carey, you know, coming in at three or four. So they've got some really talented players in their top order. So I think it's going to allow them to unleash Chloe Tryon a little bit more. Corinne Hall is always, you know, an amazing, um, really skilled batter who plays differently. So the the complementing skills, I think, of their batters is going to be really advantageous. So to see the the power, but also see that great touch, the paddle, the sweep, I think they're going to be a really tricky batting lineup for any bowling attack. Obviously, yeah, the, the batting lineup is stacked. Do you see one of them as being the key player this season or is it someone who's going to have to step up from the bowling attack, which is now missing Taylor Vlemick and Maisie Gibson? I think it's going to be all about Bakariwa. I think, you know, she's been so consistently good um, for them for a long period of time. And as you'd expect, I'm sure most teams have gone away and tried to come up with better plans against her. So I think her ability to, to back it up and have another really good year is going to be really telling for the Hurricanes and, it also means that other people are going to have to step up and, and take a role. And, and that is, that's the amazing thing about the WBBL is that every time someone has a good year, we go out and we do all this research and we work out how to counter it. So the, for me, big players having back-to-back really good years is going to be a real show of, of where they're at. And what about any dark horses at the Canes that we should all watch out for? Yeah, I think Corinne Hall, uh, young at heart. Um, I just think the way that she goes about her business, I think she's getting better and better as a cricketer, even though she probably says that she's at the back end of her career. I think she's probably one of the best fielders in the competition. She's a great leader. She's just someone who you love playing cricket with. Um, And I think what she has done is played some really important innings and probably held together their middle order a little bit. And I think she can play that role for the Hurricanes, give freedom to the big hitters and play that really key role in making sure they go a long way into this tournament. And we know last year things didn't quite come together for the Canes. It was their first year with a new look list. What do you think the key to doing better this season will be? 
Yeah, I think it's about clicking early in the in the tournament, and you know they've they've got a lot of change, and you know when teams aren't really getting that little lead in, into the the first game, I think for them it's just going to be about hitting the ground running. Um, I think they're fortunate to have Priest and Stallenberg, obviously both from the Thunder, um, coming as I guess a little bit of a package in that respect is that they'll they'll know each other's games really well. So I think it's just just about making sure that they gel because I think they've got all the right pieces to the puzzle. It's just about putting it together. And onto your own team, the Melbourne Stars. Um, I guess any any team with Meg Lanning at the top of the order is going to look pretty impressive. But what do you think of the balance of their squad this year? Yeah, I think they've done a great job from a recruitment point of view. It's it's nice that Meg has come home. Um, I've always believed that was her home. But I think the additions of Siver and Brunt um, are also going to be really, really important um, to them. And it's about taking wickets in the power play and it's something the Stars struggled to do over the last couple of years. So I think they've got more options in that power play now to take more wickets. Another year into someone like Annabelle Sutherland, we've seen her for Australia now and to think of she was already successful from a WBBL point of view, but now with that international experience, I think she's going to be an amazing all-rounder within that team. Uh, so I, I think they're well balanced now. Um, so they've got the right balance. So it's now it's about performance. Yeah, do you think, where do you think any weaknesses might creep into this lineup? Is it just that they have brought together such a new look squad or that might take a bit of time to click? Yeah, I think they're quite similar to the Hurricanes. They've had quite a little, quite a bit of change. So it's about how they, they gel together. And I think it's going to be about the, the getting the bowling combinations right. Um, and they probably maybe short one spinner, perhaps. I think that they've got King and and Osborne, both with really good experience, but most teams are probably going in with three options. So they're going to have to get more out of their pace attack to sort of count to having one less spinner. And as far as a key player is concerned, it's pretty hard to go past Meg, but do you think, is, it, is the team going to have to sort of rely on Meg to get things across the line or is there someone else that you think is going to be really key for the Stars? I think it's going to be the year for Elise Villani. I think, you know, to, to come out and, and to really play with some freedom, I think, Unfortunately for her last year, I think she sort of felt like she had to carry the weight a lot. And I think she did from a, from a batting point of view. So I'd like to see her play with a lot of freedom in and around, you know, the recruitment that they've, they've made. So I think it's going to be her year. I'd expect her to, to go out and play the way that we love watching Elise Villani play. So I think for me, she's going to be the player to watch. And we've talked about the, the big names there, Lanning, Brunt, Siva, Sutherland, big names there. There's also a bunch of kids have come in and a few people fans won't be familiar with is there anyone they should look out for that might step into this team yeah I mean I think from a young player point of view you can't go past out the little wicketkeeper and Nick Fulton I think she's been consistently good and to play as a young player um, to come in as the, the standalone keeper within a team I think she's she's done an outstanding job I've said multiple times I think she's a, a future captain of the team she's got great leadership and She's just still such a baby. I think she's going to be really important to watch. And I, I love the, the Barbie Devchan story. I think she was in WA. She was on a Scorchers list at one point and then sort of fell out of the system a little bit and came and played grade cricket in Melbourne and sort of worked her way through and got herself a, a Victorian contract. And I love seeing people rewarded for performance and she's done a great job in club cricket and now finds herself with a, a Stars contract. So um, I would love to see her play, I think, I think you, you love those stories of persistence and resilience um, and performance. So uh, they're the two for me. Nice. And Stars fans would love to see their team making the finals. What do you think is got to happen for them to get there? 
they've got to win some power plays from a bowling point of view, definitely. I think they're going to have enough firepower from a runs point of view, but it's going to be about taking wickets in the power play and um, hopefully setting themselves up in that regard. I think from a batting point of view, I, I believe they can chase down most totals with the batting lineup they've got, but it's, it's going to be all about the, the bowling group and, um, you know, they're going to be well led by Meg Lanning um, in terms of getting those combinations right. So um, I'm excited for what they've got to offer. And now we'll head to their crosstown rivals. So um, the Renegades have actually kept a very similar group to past seasons with just a couple of additions. Lizelle Lee coming in, swapping over from the Stars. How do you see them placed at the moment? I think they're really well placed because they have that consistent group together that have played so much cricket. And I think for that reason, I'd see them going a long way in the tournament. And and not only have they kept the same group together, but they're also young players who are not only young players, but they're playing international cricket as well. So you know, Sophie Molyneux and Georgia Wareham, you know, they've been playing with the Renegades for pretty much the whole time um, and they're still babies, but they are, you know, playing really key roles. And I think the addition of Lizzie Lee um, is a massive signing for them and I think she'll really complement what they've already got. What do you think the Gades do really well and where do you see their potential areas of weakness? They nail the power play from a bowling point of view. With Tahuhu, Strano and Molyneux, I think if you're a batter, you probably couldn't think of three people you'd less want to face um, in those in terms of those three. Um, it's probably going to be about, for them, from a batting point of view, it's just clicking. Um, I think from a bowling point of view, they've got really good options. Um, it's just about making sure that they can get some good runs out of their top four to set themselves up for some big totals. On that, um, Amy Southwaite has come back, but... Jess Duffin isn't going to be here this year after having her first child. How big a blow is that for the Renegades, given what she did last year? Oh, I think it's massive to lose, you know, Jess Duffin. I think she's she's one of the great T20 players, I think. And what she did was really be the glue for that batting order and really kind of held it together. And she played her best cricket when she was under pressure. But at the same time, Amy Satterthwaite is known for doing exactly that, playing, you know, big innings when she's under pressure and, and leading the side. So you'd love to see a, a renegade side with both of those players in it. But hopefully Amy Satterthwaite can sort of come in and really be that calming influence that Jess Duffin was last year. And do you think she is the key for the renegades this season or is someone else the one who you see as being the standout? Yeah, from everything I've heard from, you know, in and around the WBBL is that she's an outstanding leader. And I think it's a bit underrated sometimes when we talk about WBBL, we talk about big hitters and people who bowl fast and spin the ball a lot. But I think there's a lot of really important stuff around the leadership. It's it's how you hold a group of players together over a seven-week tournament. Um, it's also going to be about making the right changes. Um, people are going to go up and down in form. So I think, you know, the fact that they've got a great leader um, in Amy Satterthwaite, I think helps them go a long way into this tournament. And anyone else that the fans should watch out for? Any sort of lesser known young guns or ones that we don't speak about so much? Yeah, they've got a young player in Ella Haywood who's come in and and she's an amazing young talent um, that's come through their under 18 pathway. Um, and she's an all-rounder at, at that age. And she's been in and around the Renegade setup for a little while. They've, they've had her in and around at training. So it's nice to see her promoted into the contract list. And I hope she gets an opportunity. I think if she can, she can come in. She spins the ball. Um, and she's a really exciting player to watch. And the Gades have made two semifinals in a row now. Haven't quite made that extra step. What do you think the key is for them to make a final for the first time? Well, good question. Uh, you know, finals are, are funny games, aren't they? I think they were, they've were they been very unlucky to, to miss out. I, 
I think if they get themselves into that top four, I think they will get through. I think they would have had a consistent group of players that have learnt so much um, about those those times where they've made semi-finals and they won't make the same mistake again. I think if they get close, they'll they'll get themselves into the big dance. And onto our friends out west, the Perth Scorchers have been the real playmakers this season, making plenty of headlines with their big name recruits. Their list is looking pretty solid to you, Beamsy. Yeah, I reckon Shelly Nitschke's pretty happy, I reckon, coming in as head coach for the first time and you find yourself with Mooney and Devine coming into that team. Uh, I think they've recruited the best of all teams. I'm sure that's what everybody is saying right now. So it's going to be about performance for them now because they've recruited so well. I mean, they lose some really good players out of that team in terms of Meg Lanning and Nat Siver. Uh, Redmayne's also left. Garth is also out. So they've lost some really good players, but based on performance in the last WBBL, they've added so much to, to their team. And I think they've got a really nice balance across the board. And do you think they have the, the bowling attack to back up that stacked bat, top order batting that they've brought in? Yeah, it's funny because some teams would say, it doesn't matter, you're just going to get the most amount of runs and see what happens. But I, I think they've got enough um, bowling options within that in that team. And, you know, you even look at someone like Nicole Bolton, who people would consider to be sort of maybe even part-time. I, I think she's played such a crucial role for the Scorchers bold stump to stump and being really difficult. I think players like Piper Cleary, we haven't necessarily seen the best of because she's had a lot of injuries. So it's it's those sorts of players now that are going to have to step up. But I, I certainly think they've got really good options. Sarah Glenn coming in, who's an England international. She's, I think she's an incredible talent. She bowls fast leg breaks. Um, you know, I think that's going to be really, really hard to face um, bowling stump to stump. So I think They've got enough in there, but you'd certainly expect that they're going to make plenty of runs. And, yeah, you look at that that lineup and on paper, it looks incredibly strong. Any weaknesses that you've managed to find in there? Oh, I think that it's hard to find a weakness in there, but I'd assume that, you know, batting, attack, batting lineups are going to go after their bowlers, knowing that you are going to have to post a, a big total, um, knowing the firepower they've got to, to chase it down. So... In some ways, again, people say, well, are the bowlers under pressure? I think the bowlers for the Scorchers have got the opportunity to put their hand up and say, don't worry about these recruits from a batting point of view. Look at what we can do with the ball. So I'd like to see their bowling attack really take it to batting lineups. Um, I think they've got a good opportunity to sort of knock teams over in that regard. And who do you think has to play really well for the Scorchers to succeed this season? I think it's Sarah Glenn. I think we can, from a consistency point of view, we know that Devine and Mooney are going to win games the Perth Scorchers but I think as an international player coming in who's a bowler I think sometimes there's a little bit of pressure there Um, sometimes I think it's a bit easier to come in from a batting point of view but she's going to have to bowl really well in all three phases of the game and I think if she can do that she will be the the key for the Scorchers to have success. No shortage of big names there anyone who the fans may not know so well who who you think could take a step up in this team? I think it's going to be Nicole Bolton Um, I think she'll get to play with some freedom uh, spoke about Elise Villani from a star's point of view. I think Nicole Bolton's really similar. I think, you know, you've had to play key roles in the team before and and all of a sudden we've got now got a better lineup from a batting and a bowling point of view is that players like Nicole Bolton can just play without fear now and I think play really good cameo roles from a middle um, innings point of view. And then I also think coming in and potentially bowling in all three phases for the game. So I, I think Nicole Bolton is a player that is going to be one to watch. And there's been so much off-season chatter about how good the Scorchers are going to be this season. What do you think has actually got to go right for them to be really good this season? Yeah, I think we're all just expecting that 
Beth Mooney and Sophie Devine are going to make so many runs. So I think I think for them, it's just making sure they get off to a really nice start, though, both of those players, and probably give themselves a chance in the in the first couple of games because we're already we keep just writing down that they're already going to make runs. We've we've already decided that they're both going to be really successful. So. You know, it's hard to back up really good years, as I've said before. So for them to, to back up those performances is probably going to be really important. So if Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney get off to a nice start, good luck against the Scorchers, I reckon. And from a team that's had a lot of change to one that's um, stayed incredibly consistent, the Sydney Sixers, who field a very similar lineup to past years but actually missed out on finals for the first time. How do you see them shaping up at the moment? Yeah, I kind of feel like the Sixers missing out last year was probably what no one really wanted because um, I think the fact that they've missed out, they had such a great team. I think they'll make a real point to, to really stamp their authority on this competition this year. Um, they've consistently been good in every WBBL. I don't think we've ever sat and had a conversation about how we think the Sixers are going to struggle. Nobody's ever said that. So they've got a great, consistent team. Um, and I'd expect that, that they'll go better than, than what they did last year. So what do you think it is that makes the Sixers so good? Like we know all about their superstars, that, yeah, their stacked lineup. but what is it that they do really well? I think they've got the consistency of having players who are really attacking and blow the game open. So you've only got to look at players like Elisa Healy and Dane Van Nieket, but then you've also got the consistency of performance from players like Perry and Cap. And then you throw in Ash Gardner in and around that is that, it just means they've got that real balance. So it feels like even on a bad day, they'll make enough runs to win or they'll take enough wickets. So they sort of have the, that diversity of the, the breaking the game open players and also the really consistent performers. And having that in both skill sets, I think goes a long way into to winning um, compared to other teams that might have lots of firepower. But if they lose quick wickets, then they're not looking at a big total. So... I just think the Sixers have every base covered and every time they add a new player, it just adds to what they're doing. What do you think other teams will have to do to try and expose any potential weaknesses and what do you, where do you see those weaknesses existing? Yeah, I, I think it's a really hard question. It's always the hardest team meeting to go to, I reckon, when you start talking about the Sixers because, you know, in every which direction you look, you, you see strength. Um, it's just going to be about pressure, I think, and, and making sure that, you know, from a batting point of view, if you're coming up against six, sixes, you put on a good total um, and ask questions of them in that regard. Uh, we used to joke that it was actually about bowling bad balls, um, that you're more likely to get some of these girls out by bowling a dirty half tracker or a full toss um, because they're so good. So hopefully no one's got that as a team plan, but I'm sure they're thinking a little bit more deeply about it than the Kristen Beam strategy of bowling a full toss. <laughs> Love it. There's no shortage of big name players there, but who do you think will be the key to for them this season? Yeah, it, I think you, it's hard because you never really see too much of the players in the in the middle too much. But you know, I think someone like a Sarah Ailey, I think, is really important to to what they do. I think her consistency from a bowling point of view and being able to play whatever role that is, whether that's in the power play in the middle or the the back end, I think she's a player that just does her job. And I think around big name talent players who just do their job become really really important so I think someone like a Sarah Ailey is going to be pretty key to what they're doing and there are plenty of young guns at the Sixers as well that might not attract as much attention as the likes of Perry and Healy but anything anyone else we should really be watching out for at the Sixers I thought Stella Campbell was really good last year I think she's really coming into her own she's probably a foot taller uh, since the last time people have seen her uh, she seems to be growing and growing and 
I think she's a really good option from a bowling point of view. She hits high on the bat with that height. Um, and I think she comes into a team where she's really she's surrounded by great players um, and it's going to help her get better and better. So I'm sure she's stronger, taller, um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her play some cricket this year. So the Sixers have won two titles already. As we all know, they're eager to make amends for last season. What is the key for them to succeed this season? I think the way that Elisa Healy leads their batting lineup is the key to, to their success. I think she... Um, is so dynamic at the top of that lineup, and it really does put pressure on bowlers. And I think most bowlers would probably have the reflection if you don't tend to bowl well to Elisa Healy because she's always putting you under pressure. And I think if she can consistently get the sixes off to any kind of start and put them in the right direction, I think the the rest of that lineup just flows. So I think that it's going to be all about how she leads um, not only the batting lineup but but the team as well. And finally, the Sydney Thunder have a pretty nice blend of youth and experience. What are your thoughts on how the Thunder are shaping up for this season? Yeah, they've, they've had a lot of change as well, but they've, they've got some great additions into that team. I think Heather Knight, um, who's going to come together with her, her previous coach, um, and he was the coach of the, the Western Storm, so they're going to have some consistency in that relationship, which I think is important. And I think Sammy Jo Johnson is a massive, massive signing for the Thunder uh, from an all-round point of view. But they lose some great players as well. So losing Priest, Blackwell, Farrell, Stalenberg, is they've lost a few players out of their lineup. Probably similar to the Stars and the Hurricanes is probably going to be a little bit how they they settle. But I think they've got really nice balance. What do you think their their strength is going to be with that list this season? Yeah, I think from a batting point of view, I think that's where their their strength is is going to lie. I think having some good options. I think Heather Knight's a consistent performer. Um, but then also throwing in the firepower of someone like a Sammy Joe Johnson um, who can whack it as well. I think hopefully the balance in there um, is going to be important. Tammy Beaumont's going to add a lot as well. Um, so I think from a batting point of view, that's where I see their, their big strengths. But they've got some good options from a bowling point of view. I think the addition of Lauren Smith is she's probably going to come in and bowl more overs than we've ever seen her bowl in the WBBL. And she's going to have to bowl them in a key role. So I hope that she has a, a big year as well. And what do you see as the potential challenges for this lineup? Yeah, I think similar to some of the other teams, I think just a lot of change um, and how you get those combinations together um, is going to be really important for them. And, and especially filling some of the voids of some of the key players they've lost. Uh, I think Priest is such a key player. Um, so to lose your keeper and one of your top order batters, but also the leadership of someone like Alex Blackwell, um, I think that's hard to replace. So I think... Rachel Haynes is going to be really critical uh, from a leadership point of view to, to really sort of bring them together because they lose some great experiences along with, you know, Renee Farrell as well. Who is the most important player for the Thunder this season in your view? It's Rachel Haynes. I think she's coming off the back of unbelievable form. Um, and I think if she can carry that form in, I think it'll allow everyone else to kind of bat around her. Um, which is going to be really important for, for their success moving forward. And who else should we be looking out for? Is it one of the new internationals or, or is it one of the kids? I think it's one of the kids. I think it's Litchfield. I think she has already been so, so good. And we, we were speaking about her a lot, you know, a year ago. But not only, she's now a year older. She's had another year in the system. I'd assume that she's just getting better and better. And, um, you know, she's going to push for a, a position in that lineup that's really high. So, that's, that's really exciting to me that we're not only going to see kids playing or on lineups, we're actually going to see them playing key roles in the team. And 
I think Phoebe Litchfield is going to play a key role for the Thunder. And what do the Thunder have to do really well to secure one of those top four spots at the end of the season? I think they're going to have to make big totals. Um, I think they're going to have to to really take the game on and set big totals. Um, and then I think they can they can definitely defend. Um, but I think for most teams, it's, it's going to be about runs. I think making big totals is probably going to be really important off the back of probably not as much training as, as what we're used to. So we've spoken a little bit about that. But I think there's going to be some challenges with, you know, a lot of the, the Victorian girls haven't seen a lot of cricket um, and haven't played a lot of cricket. So, you know, I think the way that teams really take the game on early on in this tournament is going to be really telling. And this is putting you on the spot, but could we ask you to maybe predict a top four? <laughs> Everyone will say I'm biased, so I feel like that's a loaded question. <laughs> I would say that my my heart would love to see a Melbourne Stars Hobart Hurricanes final, um, which everyone will say is completely biased. But look, I think in terms of teams that I'd expect to be well and truly up there, I think the Sixes and the, the Scorches are very hard to, to go past. But I can't give you an unbiased view on who I think is going to be in the top four. Well, this is going to really test you then. Can you pick a winner? <laughs> <laughs> the Melbourne Stars? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, shut up, easy. Uh, no, I, ca- I can't pick a winner because it, I would feel horrendous saying anything other than the Melbourne Stars. So I'll um, keep my mouth shut for the benefit of other people sledging me on social media. <laughs> that is completely <laughs> fair enough. Beamsy, pleasure as always to have you on. Your insights are unrivaled and I'm sure the fans will get so much out of that before we head into an epic season of WBBL. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanny. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Donaldson strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup.